in the ongoing effort to avoid commercials on our show, we bring you a commercial from us. My subby and I have created a boutique adult toy store on my website. We have handpicked items that are low cost and show up on your doorstep with all of your other Amazon packages. Make sure though that you open them, not your kids. Go to kristenkellogg.com or find the link in the notes of this episode. We will get a percentage of the sales from the items exclusively on my storefront. You get some special items to enhance your FLR and we all win without a stupid ass commercial. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only. If you're not 18 years of age or older, there are thousands of other podcasts you can listen to and you can come back and visit us when you are 18. This podcast is meant solely for entertainment. We are not licensed doctors, lawyers, or therapists. We simply have a fascination with the lifestyle and I'd love to share it with you and get your thoughts and opinions. Welcome back. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to a bonus episode of Christine's FLR podcast. This episode was first heard on my Patreon and the Wisdom app. Search at Christine Kellogg for both. Now, let's get into it. So it's nice to have you back. I'm glad you are here. And we are going to discuss chastity today, since you have the experience and the knowledge. Chastity 101 is kind of what I'm labeling this episode. And I would like to just go over the mental aspect of chastity, why people maybe want to get into it, what it is, and then maybe work into the best place to buy one getting the right fit and how you go about digging into your chastity journey, how fast you get into it and things like that. So maybe first, if you want to tell us a little bit about how long you have been practicing chastity or your chastity journey and why you participate in chastity. I've been in it for, I think about six or more years now. I like the idea of not being in control to that extent. I like the reminder, the constant reminder of it. Uh, It feels, the one that I have, I'm pure, so it's a sleeve. I just recently heard it's referred to as a Lourdes sleeve. But uh, I like like it because it feels like she's holding me all day long. That's what my subby says too. That uh, it's it's constantly arousing, and at the same time, it's constantly chastising in the sense that you can't do anything at all. So that dynamic is pretty intriguing on a twenty four seven basis. The fact that she puts mm-hmm. me into it and takes me out of it is a major control arousal factor. The secrecy of it is also interesting always wondering if anyone can see. It's interesting that you mentioned like the secrecy aspect of it because, you know, everybody always asks me how we participate in our female-led relationship with kids in the house. And chastity is a big part of that because it's kind of something that's just between him and I. And obviously the kids don't know and whatever, but it's also interesting too, because I wear the key around my neck. So 
we're way more in tune to looking at people's jewelry exactly. to see if we notice a key. And then, you know, we make up our own storyline about things. But yeah, it's it's really a fun little addition to our dynamic. Just just the it's so special between just the two of us for the most part. I mean, obviously, I have a podcast where I'm talking about it, so it's not overly secret. But in our house, you know, that's something that we can do with the kids around that they have no idea. Yeah, we actually had seen a few different t-shirts for her to wear that says key holder. If I recall, they had some sort of iconography to alluding to the fact that I control him. Oh, (laughs) I like it. Yeah, it's fun to be out when you don't know anybody because you don't care. Mm -hmm. Go to another town and do it or go on vacation and do it or something like that. Yep. Yep. That's brilliant. I would do it at the campground, but I mean, it's a clothing optional. So (laughs) usually I'm not wearing a shirt. (laughs) I I had somebody when I was doing one of my wisdom talks or something kind of jump on. And I know I've talked about this in the past, you know, he, he kind of jumped on and was trying to talk to me about lack of communication in my dynamic. But it's interesting to me because when people find out that we practice chastity, they immediately feel that there must be some sort of breach of trust. Like, you know, oh, I don't trust him, so I lock his cock up because I don't want him cheating on me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big misconception. Like, as far as the mental aspects of chastity, I know you mentioned you enjoy the fact that you have no control over it. Mm -hmm. And she's in full control. And I'm fascinated also, this is kind of a side note, we were talking about (laughs) you getting waxed. Just real quick, let me address this. Mm -hmm. Um, I had no idea. that people had that area or men for that matter had that area waxed it's brilliant it's becoming more prevalent now it was hard to find somebody to do a male wax where i am in california anything goes so yeah it was easy yeah it's just called a brazilian like it is for women really i did not there's my small town coming through didn't even know that is Uh a thing but yeah, as as far as the chastity, like the mental aspects, do you feel like there's a whole nother level of mental connection that you have with your partner because of this aspect of it? Like it's not an issue of trust. It's more. No, it's a greater, it's a, it's a magnitude of intimacy between the two of us. It turns the volume up on my focus to her. And at the same time, it makes me more emotionally available to her on a whole other level not sexually induced because she decides when it's out and when it's put away. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, an, it's another layer of, of intimacy that, that opens up as a result of it. Do you notice a change in her when you're locked as opposed to when you're not? It increases her confidence in, in a multitude of ways, her power. It, tra- it transcends into her outside life as well that I that I can see. That's fascinating. I think I would agree with that. I think that I'm much more, I mean, this dynamic in it alone in itself has made me much more confident in myself and my day-to-day things, not to mention in our relationship. But I think also, you know, I'm much more confident when he is locked. Like it's, it gives me power, which is interesting. That's a whole other topic, but I enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So when you started practicing chastity, 
How did you, because that's another question that I get a lot from people is, you know, how do you, how do you start this journey? And I know there are some men that are practicing chastity alone. They don't have a partner Mm -hmm. um, just because they enjoy the act of it. But a lot of people want to know, how do you start? Like my biggest thing is, is don't throw it on for 24 hours or go right to 24 seven, give yourself time to work into it. But I guess from a medical perspective, is there any harm in doing that? Or what would you recommend for somebody who is starting their chastity journey as far as length of wear and things like that? I would start out with it only while you're awake. Don't sleep with it straight up. I would start just a a couple of hours just to get a feel for it. You have to have an awareness of it to make sure that it's not too tight a fit, that it's got all Mm -hmm. smooth surfaces, because I've had some that just kind of carved me up. Ouch. Yeah, they were very cheaply made. They were nice and smooth on the outside, but on the inside, they contacted me. There were sharp edges. So, yeah, that you got to be mindful of that. And then it's also not too tight that it's pulling consistently on, on the testicles because then the spermatic cord medically is called the vas deferens. That's going to get damaged or herniated or is not be good. Put it, put it that way. Yeah. It's not, a, not a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you have to be mindful of that. It's got to be a good, a good fit, a comfortable fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are ones that are very extremely restrictive, but that's that's a shorter period of time or getting used to, and that sort of thing. So on that note, then, when you started out, or just in general, what would you recommend for men searching out a chastity device? How how would you recommend they I know a lot of it is trial and error, but what mm-hmm. can you suggest for finding a good fit? Or how do you know that the cage you've chosen is actually a good fit for you? You'll know within a couple of hours of wearing it if you feel like anything's getting numb, things turning blue, you have any kind of pulling to the extent that you know you can't tolerate it, that you can't sit down. A lot of them, though, still, if they're, if they're the kind that goes behind the scrotum and the testicles make it difficult to bend over because when you bend over, it creates additional pulling on the testicles. And if you pull on the vas deferens too much, you can, you can damage them to a degree. You will heal, but I experienced that early on. I found that actually my right testicle is much shorter than it was before because I had a couple of instances where I bent over and I pulled a little, pulled a little too hard. Really? So then when it heals, it... It's just shorter. shorter. It's just shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and fun fact that you told me, men's left testicle is always... Longer. Hangs lower than the right, or it's longer. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. And and all men, penis hangs to the left. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I might be doing some crotch looking to see if I can see everybody's penis hanging, but you know. (laughs) <laughs> take your own survey yes. yeah <laughs> yeah um okay what was the next thing i was going to ask you oh you were talking about uh, i mean i would if somebody wants to get, like just introduce themselves to it they might not want to start with a metal one they might want to start with a silicone one or something that's softer and just get used to the idea it's like putting a bit in a horse's mouth you got to mm-hmm. get them used to it because they're going to buck a lot otherwise and try and get, get yep. rid of it um, same kind of thing. 
so do that. Uh, they're also not not at risk of being sharp because their silicone by nature is smooth. Right. And then if they want to experiment with a lot of different ones, mm-hmm. I, I don't often tell people this, but if they go on some of the Chinese sites like AliExpress or DHgate, they are direct manufacturers of these devices. Some are good and some aren't, but you can buy them for mm-hmm. a song and a dance because a lot of the American companies, not to take business from them, but they're basically just buying the Chinese ones and marking them up a hundred percent or more. Oh yeah. You can have things custom made as well. Uh, there was a German company, I think I can't remember the full name, but in, in German, the word work, W-O-R-K, is W-E-R-K. So if they type W-E-R-K and chastity, they may come up with the company. There was a woman that had her own company manufacturing devices mm-hmm. specifically fitted, and she would give you a list of measurements to take to get properly fitted. And then the more recent devices don't use a regular padlock. They use a a locking mechanism that inserts into the side of it. Yeah, that still comes with a key, right? Yeah, yeah. So you still have the key, you just don't have the lock hanging around. I also enjoy the sound of the lock clanking on there, like especially if he's wearing like just loose-fitting pants or whatever, the lock will sometimes... Um, clank against the metal. Yeah. I very much enjoy that sound. But I, I see the the convenience to something like that where it doesn't actually have the lock hanging there. Yeah. One of the other things, too, about uh, getting started with chastity, I always get, you know, men get erections at night mm-hmm. a lot of times, especially, you know, if they have to pee or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always said, you know, my subby deals with that for, like, if he's been out of it for a little bit, and then puts it back on the first couple nights are a little rough, but then it goes away. Is that pretty normal? Like you, you, your body just kind of realizes that it's there and stops that. Yeah. Yeah. There's no place for it to go. So yeah, it, 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 sh- it shuts down. There's, there's a whole consciousness to things in the body that the brain doesn't involve in. So yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that does happen. Usually it's like kind of at dawn or just before dawn that that happens. Yeah. And the, I mean, can you cause damage by having that erection? I mean, from what I felt from him, it just goes kind of back up. There's nowhere for it to go. So it's kind of <laughs> in his abdomen area, right? which I like to poke at. Right. Well, because also if next time he's, next time he's erect, feel beyond the penis coming out of the body underneath where the scrotum is, you can feel the heart erection all the way back into there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, then, then it fun. goes up. Fascinating. I mean, apparently I'm not very knowledgeable on my male anatomy, but most I mean, people I'm are not all about exploring. Most most <laughs> people are not. Make sure you it, it fits really well during the day for more extended periods of time before you try to sleep with it. Uh because it's a whole other can of worms trying to sleep with it. Uh if yeah. if uh well, with the cage ones, it's held you close to your body. If it's a sleeve, then you can lay on it wrong or uh, it'll create too much pulling on the piercing if, it, if somebody has a PA because it's all held in by the PA piercing. With those sleeves, you know, one of my biggest 
things that I I like about my subby's cage is that it's got the open rings, so it's easy for him to clean. So with the sleeve like that, how do you, I mean, do you, do you take it off daily and clean it, or do you notice an odor because of how enclosed it is, or... No, I can I can get I can get soap in my finger up in and around and under it and through it to keep it clean, and then rinse it out. Um, so it's no more difficult to keep clean. Uh, there are in the open there ring. Are, yeah, there are some that what I the one that I have that I have on leaves the head of the penis out. Oh, right. And then I just got this one from china which i showed you that's got bars on the front of it Um, Mm -hmm. so you you can't you don't have that sensation in the glands the head uh but still you can you can run your finger around inside it while you're flaccid and and keep it clean and everything else is yeah it's all stainless so it's not going to rust yeah that would be painful rust rubbing on your penis yeah yeah yeah, so do it, do it, do it gradually, and maintain awareness. And uh, the sleeping part is the part that you, you've got to be very mindful of because you're unconscious and you don't want to wake up with a black appendage. Yeah, <laughs> especially your testicles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so on the on the different sites that you order from. Like, is there is there a guide for measurements so that you can at least get close? They're all European, so it's all millimeters, not inches. the The way you do it is get a length of string and put it around the top of the penis and underneath the scrotum and and cinch it down as tight as you can, but still keep it comfortable. And try to gauge mm-hmm. the outer ring that way. I think they they go down as far as like 35 millimeter and up to 55 millimeter and 25 millimeters, if I recall, was an inch. So it's, okay. you know, it's three or four. And some of them are not, some of them are, are circular and some of them are uh, oblong. So like here's an oblong, semi-oblong one. It's not circular. It's wider than. Oh, you can do. You yeah, can just you see can how wide it that's... is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I found that the circular ones are more constraining uh, in a positive really? way. Yeah. 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 And the thing to do is just do that measure, do it with a piece of string and cinch it down and then measure how long the string is. And that's your circumference. And then do a little math to get the diameter. And then how restraining it is away from the body is entirely up to the dominant really and on that same note with the ring that goes around your balls um so we kind of discussed this i had somebody that emailed me and was talking about and i said this has happened to my subby too um a ball will slip out Mm -hmm. so one ball is still through the ring and the other one slips out is there like a medical risk i mean if you remedy the problem right away you're probably not going to have medical issues or you're not going to hurt yourself medically or mm-hmm. you know nobody wants to ruin their balls right but um is there any long-term damage or anything that could happen from that repeatedly happening and you know if you leave it too long i assume that's not good yeah it, it's it's not the duration so much as the severity of the pull 
if mm. it's because the metal is somewhat heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, I, yeah, I would say, you know, if it got caught and that and started to pull more severely, it's most likely something that's not, you're not going to have a problem with healing because it will heal. But mm-hmm. um, it's not going to be pleasant. I mean, pain is a warning. So if you have mm-hmm. pain, go take care of it. Don't put it off. And the person that emailed said that it pretty much stops him in his tracks when it happens. So I assume it's pretty painful. I mean, my husband will give a big yelp when it happens to him yeah. until it gets out. And then once it's out, he's fine, you know, but making sure that he gets it off and, you know, readjusts or gets that one ball back through. Yeah. And generally what I found is it's the bending over that does that because it's mm-hmm. going to, it's going to pull naturally anyway. And so the, the workaround for that is squat. Don't bend. And my subby's on his knees for his job. He's constantly on his knees, uh, but he's not, well, and maybe sometimes he is squat. I mean, butt down on the back of his feet when he's doing things, but uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. He's never mentioned having any pain doing bending over and things like that or not anything of significance. Right. Well, also, if just a, a rule of thumb for good health, if you're picking things up, don't bend over anyway because it's bad for your back. Use your legs. That makes sense. Is there anything that you think I have missed or that you think is important for people to know when it comes to... The only thing I can think of is if somebody is using one of those urethral inserts, uh, mm-hmm. swab it with uh, what's known as povidone iodine. Um, you could use alcohol, but alcohol is really not a great disinfectant. Povidone iodine, which you can buy in any drugstore and even a grocery store, is a good sterilizing agent because you don't know who's touched it. <laughs> and if you're touching it, yeah. you can contaminate the urethra. The I mentioned to you before, urine essentially is sterile, so it's constantly washing mm-hmm. and it's salty, so salt kills bacteria too. And they don't go that far into the urethra. They only go about two or three inches in. And as I told right. you before, male urethra is 12 inches long. For the urethral cages too, you know, how often would you recommend taking that out and cleaning it? Because like you said, the <clears throat> urine is essentially sterile. Right. How often do you need to, I mean, if you can get your fingers around to clean with soap, do, is there a need to you, Well, you regularly can't, you can't take do that off? with the insert because the insert's held in place. So it's, right. it's staying there until you do remove it to clean it. I would probably, I would yeah. do that one more frequently. I would do that maybe daily or at least every couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let things go too long. And again, if, if yeah, you're so- the one that's putting it on and taking it off, then it's in your control. And it puts your submissive mind still back into it that it's all about you, not him. So just for, this is a conversation that Dr. B and I had prior to starting the interview. I don't know why this never crossed my mind, but he asked if I put my subby's cage on and I never, I mean, I clicked the lock once it's on, but I never thought about me being the one to put it on. And if you want to tell them the interesting tip that you were talking about with the leather strap to help if a dom or, you know, you want to put your subby's cage on, right? how you would do that. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a thin leather thong, like a shoelace thickness, uh, or string. As long as it's thin enough, you can make a lasso around both testicles so that they're held 
together, they can't escape and pull the string through the uh, outer ring so that each testicle goes through and they're held captive outside while you put the cage on and then you can release the lasso and, and they're in. So that makes it quick and easy to get them in. Otherwise, mm. it's a, a juggling act because each one's going to try to escape. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the other thing I, I could suggest too or, or make mention of that I've had happen if you if you play with him with any kind of lube while he's in chastity, you're most likely going to find an escaped testicle because <laughs> the, it's they're not they're not rigid they're not like eggs they're they squeeze and they they're pliable and if they're lubed they're going to get out because it's the, the ring is smooth and yeah they'll squeeze through them whereas if so that a, would maybe. Yeah, if there's because if they're if they're dry, then there's enough of a the skin's going to hold it against the mm-hmm. the ring. So. so in the summertime when it's hot and my stubby is sweating while he's working, yeah. that would explain why they sneak out. It, it, exactly, <laughs> exactly, because they're wet. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's totally fascinating that you know I never thought about me being the one to put the cage on. I'm super excited. I'm going to go make him, I'm going to go take it off and put it back on myself. It falls back into a couple of different features of dominance. One is you're in control. Two, it's ritual. Ritual is really important because the more you do something as a ritual, then it becomes ceremonious and there's significance in that. And that's why religions Mm -hmm. use ritual because it's a marking of time uh, or awareness that this is happening, and so you're yeah, you're you're conditioning, you're submissive as well. I, That's fast. I don't, and it's just fascinating to me that that never crossed my mind. But I'm definitely going to give it a try. <laughs> yeah, let us know what you experience. Yeah, hopefully you don't hear my subby screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't. You wouldn't, especially if you do the lasso thing. See how that works for you. Yeah, I'm going to. I think that's a brilliant idea fascinating we graduated to the sleeve with my piercing for two reasons it's uh more more secure there's like no getting out of it in any way shape or form and uh it it, it doesn't have that risk testicular risk of any Mm -hmm. kind of activity uh the only the only downside as far as the dominant is concerned is that it does allow some degree of erection Mm. But uh, mm-hmm. there's ones that also cover over to some degree the the head or the glands of the penis, so that there's no sensation there, and that's really where all the sensation is. So there's not there's no benefit to the erection other than just having one. So uh, essentially, you know, you just kind of have to trial and error, figure out what works best for you, what you enjoy or what you and your partner enjoy. I mean, you know, there are people participating in this on their own. Um, Just figure out what is the most comfortable for you, because I mean, around the scrotum is the area. I mean, obviously, you're not going to be 100 percent comfortable. You're wearing a chastity device, but. There's one thing that I just thought of, which you with that made, you triggered my memory. If somebody is by themselves and they don't have a key holder, there's these little lock boxes that have electronic locks that they sell on Amazon. And I saw a video where the dominant put the key in the lock box and set it for n number of days, 
before the key would come out. Oh, that's brilliant. And so if they're by themselves, they could have enforced chastity because they can't get to the key. Uh, some people will, will have a, an emergency key that they'll mm-hmm. uh, either put in a sealed envelope so they'll know if the envelope has been broken into because they'll either mm-hmm. put a, a wax seal on it like they did in the old days to know that the, the envelope has been open, or they'll put um, one of those uh, numbered locks that they use on trucks to make sure that the seal, oh. they, they, they put that through the lock. The truck has a lock on it, but it also has one of those mm-hmm. little plastic things that has an a eight-digit number on it, and they'll hang mm-hmm. the key from the drain pipe under this kitchen sink with that <laughs> that plastic lock and if the lock is broken then they violated the chastity that's brilliant yeah our go-to because the only key we have is around my neck but you know i'm always like what if something happens at work or whatever and he's like i have a bolt cutter right now that will work with the lock style but that's not going to work with that other style yeah unless unless he has a big bolt cutter then he better be really good with it because he'll be cutting something else Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I just thought of that when, when you were talking about the spare key. And I really, really appreciate you being on. It was It's always fun to chat with you. Thank you again for taking the time to listen. I sincerely hope that something that was said in this episode was useful to you. As always, all of my contact info is in the show notes of this episode. And if you'd like to support my podcast, please find me on Patreon. Your support is truly appreciated. Have a great weekend, be a good human being, and take care of each other. Mwah!